If I haven't had the chance to meet you, my name's Scott. I have the privileged responsibility of, of pastoring here at Novation Church. I'm glad you chose to come to our Christmas Eve services. If you're watching online, um, thank you for tuning in, and uh, just hope God touches your heart tonight with the music, the message, and everything that he has for you as we celebrate Christmas and then enter into a new year, which is crazy. So I want to pray. Father, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for your love for us, Heavenly Father. You are good. And I pray that as I speak tonight, Lord, that I remind myself always that people don't need to hear from me. They need to hear from you. And so I pray through your word, you would do that through the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, how many know 2021 kind of messed up a lot of people's plans, right? Graduation, did I say 2021? <laughs> I'm already there, I guess. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> Sorry. So how many know 2020 messed up a lot of people's plans? COVID, masks, no graduations, weddings postponed, all, you know, work, this and that. It's been just nuts. Who knew? And I, I saw somebody had already started saying, like on a, a meme or they posted it, that they said, that's so 2020, like an adjective. Like, that's so 2020, man. But you know what? The, the first Christmas that we're celebrating tonight messed up people's plans too. I was thinking around the Christmas story narrative. King Herod, he wanted to be the only king, and now he hears about this new king that was born in Bethlehem. The shepherds, maybe they just wanted a quiet night off. The religious leaders of, of that day were expecting a Messiah that was going to come as like a military general and make Israel great again, so to speak, if I can use that. But, um, you know, and the disciples didn't understand that either. When they walked with Jesus, it took Jesus to literally opening their minds after the resurrection that they were looking for Jesus to be this, this, this general, that, that type of Messiah. And he's like, he came a, 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 a different way, and they had to have that revealed to him. The innkeeper, I mean, his plans got messed up, obviously. And then most of all, Mary and Joseph. You know, when, when they got engaged back in those times in that culture, to be engaged was as legally, bind, legally bound as the marriage ceremony. So once you were engaged, you were committed. That's why the story says that, that uh, when Joseph heard that Mary was, was pregnant, he was going to quietly divorce her. And you think about this couple, young couple. They had all their life ahead of them, hopes and dreams of getting married and living happily ever after. Then the angel shows up and says, God actually has a, a plan for you, Mary, to bring the Savior into the world, to bring the, the, the Messiah, the Son of God, to come into our world and to show us what God's like. And so for just our little Christmas meditation tonight, I uh, have three real simple things around this. When you have a 2020 Christmas, when you have a 2020 year, when, when God changes your plans, what do we do when God changes our plans? What do we do when others mess up our plans? And what do we do when just life changes 
and derails our plans. First of all, when God interferes with your plans, trust he is good and he knows what's best. God always has a better plan. And we don't always understand that when God interrupts or or changes our our plans or or seems to change things for us. It's right in the narrative of of Luke chapter 1 and uh, when the announcement, uh, just before the announcement to, to Mary about Jesus, uh, the angel Gabriel also showed up to Zechariah, who was John the Baptist's father. John and his wife Elizabeth couldn't have kids. They, they were, she was barren, and they were now pretty old. And the angel comes and, and says, listen, you are going to conceive a child, and he's going to be great. And he's, I want you to name him John. And he's, he's the forerunner to the Messiah, the forerunner to Jesus. John the Baptist was, was Jesus' cousin. And so after the angel announces that to Zechariah, he says, well, how can I be certain that this is going to happen? I'm old and, and my wife is in advanced in years. Maybe that was a nice way of saying that, right? But, you know, I'm not sure how that went across. But, you know... He, he responds, the angel responds to him and he says, listen, I'm Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God. Like, why don't you see this? Like, everything's possible with God. So the angel tells him, you're not going to be able to speak until John the Baptist is born. And so nine months, he didn't get to speak. And then when John was born, they were talking about, well, what should we name him? And he wrote down on a tablet and said, his name is John, and immediately he could speak again. Well, flip the, the story to when the angel comes to Mary, and he tells Mary that, listen, you're favored of God. You're going you're gonna to miraculously conceive a child that's, that's the Messiah, the Savior of the world. And she says, well, how can that be? I'm a virgin. And then he tells her how it's going to happen through the power of the Holy Spirit. And she says, be it unto me according to your word. She had this faith and this trust, even though God was interrupting her plans, so to speak, she trusted that he was good and that he knew what was best. I was thinking about this a couple weeks ago, that, that Jesus was an unplanned pregnancy, and yet Changed the, changed the world. He was an unplanned pregnancy, obviously in the mind of God, planned from eternity past. But to Joseph and Mary, they didn't plan on this. They didn't know this was going to happen. I thought that that's encouraging. In uh, Proverbs 19, verse 21, it says, many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. God's plan is always better. So you, when, when your plans get interrupted, Talk to God and say, God, are, is this you? Do you want to, you know, you wanting us to do something different, wanting me to do something different? And trust, trust him. Second thing is, is when others mess up your plans, believe that God works everything ultimately for good. We have to believe that. In, in Matthew chapter 2, after Jesus is born, Herod, not wanting this new king to grow up, issues this edict to destroy every male child in Bethlehem and its vicinity. And so here's Mary and Joseph just, you know, getting cozy, and all of a sudden Joseph has a dream and says, flee to Egypt. 
And so they had to pack everything up and go to Egypt for, for a season there. Other people messed up their plans. Here's where I want this to be practical and personal for each one of us. Some of you in this room and many watching online, you have had others mess up your plans, maybe this year even. A betrayal, a painful you know, work experience, a painful experience of some sort where somebody did something and it messed up your plans and you're still reeling from it. Well, when you experience heartache like that, it's, it's, hard to, it's hard to get over sometimes. And I think for Chris, Christmas, for some people, it can be very lonely, can be very painful. Uh, I lost my dad just, just after Thanksgiving, uh, just before Thanksgiving this year. It's different. I lost my mom a couple years ago. Many of us have lost loved ones. It, it, it changes and, and it makes you reflect or you don't have this tradition that you used to have. And so for those of you that have experienced that, I have a good promise from the scriptures for you to hold on to. Romans 8.28 says, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose for them. Let me unpack that for just a second. He says, and we know God causes, works everything for good. So that word we know, it doesn't mean that we see. Because sometimes we don't see how everything is going to turn out. It's a trust in our faith that God's good. And we're trusting in the goodness of God that he'll work thing, everything for good. And he says he causes all things or everything to work for good. That even means your failures. That even means the betrayal and hurt of other people to you. He has the, the ability to take all of that and work it for good. I think it's key, too, that we see that he doesn't call evil good. He doesn't call betrayal or the things that cause us pain good. He says he works it for good. God used Judas's betrayal of Jesus for the ultimate good, for Jesus to... You know, he was arrested, and then he was crucified, died, buried, rose again. Through that traumatic experience, God ushered in the new covenant. He ushered in salvation. He ushered in Jesus killing death on the cross and, and defeating the works of the devil and nailing sin, you know, to the cross. So when others mess up your plans, I would say this, try to forgive Try to forgive whatever has happened to you. Give it over to the Lord. Let him bring healing and let trust him for ultimate good. And then last point is when life happens, when life happens and derails your plans, remember Jesus. Life, in the middle of the word life is the word if. And so there's a lot of ifs that we don't know about how things are gonna be. We don't know what's ultimately even gonna happen next year but we can remember Jesus. When life happens, those circumstances outside of your control, remember Jesus. Remember he's ultimately in charge and that he's good. Remember why he came. Jesus came to show us what God the Father was like. Abraham, Moses, David, they all had some glimpse into what God was like, but it wasn't until Jesus shows up, it wasn't until Jesus' life when we see his very life we see what God is like, 
He, he, he moves away the cloud of what, what these bad images that we can conjure up about what God is like. And we see, wow, he's good. They remember, as we were just singing, and they sang in that song that he came on a rescue mission. He came on a rescue mission to come. The creator became part of his creation. I was thinking about that just as we were singing a little bit ago, that, that even in the womb, he was still controlling the universe and, and sustaining it, yet had submitted himself to being a little baby, you know, having his diaper change, and then growing into understanding who he was as, as Savior. It's, it's fascinating and amazing to think about. But he came on a rescue mission to go to the cross and to rise again and to defeat death. Um, the angel told Joseph in Matthew that he shall be called Jesus because he'll save his people from their sins. Jesus, in, he, in the Hebrew language, the word is, his name is Yeshua. And Yeshua in Hebrew literally means God's salvation. So every time you're reading in the, the Hebrew scriptures of the Old Testament and you see the word salvation, you're seeing the word Jesus. You're seeing Yeshua. Jesus came to set us free from all the junk and to give us light into our darkness and to open our minds to the reality that God is good and that he's not like what we, we have experienced through other people, but he's, he's good and he's faithful. So all of us are gonna have life happen. And Jesus said this in uh, John 16, he's talking to his disciples in the upper room just before he's about to, to suffer. He says, I've told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I've overcome the world. What, a, what an amazing promise. He's, he's being real with us and saying, you're going to have trials and sorrows in this life because this isn't heaven. He says, take courage. I've overcome. I've overcome the world. And the context of that is he just got through telling his disciples that he was going to be given over to the, you know, to the religious leaders to die. I know this sounds like an Easter message more than a Christmas message. You're saying that this, is, this, this might sound like a weird Christmas message. Well, this has been a weird year. And we need, we need some encouragement. We need encouragement in the gospel. And I, I love the story of Christmas and all of that, but Jesus grew out away from the manger and grew to be a, a, a man who, who spoke and taught and lived life. And he had a mission that he was on. And so if life happens to you or has happened that circumstances out of your control, listen, messes up your plans, remember Jesus, remember Jesus. Starting January 3rd, we're, I'm gonna continue this, this story, like what happened beyond this in the Gospel of Luke, calling that series Kingdom Come. And pray that you, you, you join with us and, and continue to learn and get to know Jesus a little bit better every day, every, every week. So we're gonna continue singing, and, um, but we, before we do that, I wanna pray. And I want to ask you a question this Christmas. Have you opened the gift of peace and joy and hope and salvation by putting your faith, hope, and trust in Jesus? Faith is coming into agreement about what is already true about him. 
He's, he's the Lord. He's the Savior. We don't make him Lord and Savior. He already is that. We agree with him and say, Jesus, I agree with you. I hand my life back to you. I want to live my life through the way you want me to live it. And that's abundant life. That's true life that leads into eternal life. So if you've never done that, just agree with him as we pray and um, continue to seek his will for your life. So Lord, we thank you. Thank you for what you've done for us. Thank you for the reality that you bring. You are real life, you're eternal life, you're our hope. And as we sing and celebrate, Lord, move and warm our hearts, Holy Spirit, with truth and encounter in the depths of our hearts, Lord. There's many that are wounded, they're in pain by decisions other people made or just life happening. I pray for your healing grace, Holy Spirit, to just flood our minds and our hearts and, and recalibrate and re recenter our lives on the truth of who you are, Lord Jesus. For your sake, I pray, amen. Um, in John chapter one, it says, in the beginning was the word, that's Jesus. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, with God. It's an intimate with, it's face to face. Jesus has always been face to face with the Father. And the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through Him, and apart from Him, nothing came into being that has come into being. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. So as we're I'm going to sing with our, our candles on. I want you to think about that. In him was the life, and the, that was the light of man. That's the light of our hearts. So let's sing and turn these on together. Amen. Would you stand together as we sing? Silent night. Oh.
So 
something about each one of you. God loves you. I know that about you. God the Father loves you so much that he gave Jesus. He gave Jesus to come and be born to show us what life was all about. And it's about him and the relationship that we have with our Heavenly Father because of Jesus. It's the gospel. It's the good news that he did away with the power of death by his death baby grew up to accomplish everything that they set the father and son set out to do so we're holding in our hands a light jesus said he was the light of the world and then he told his disciples he said he's the light of the world whoever follows him will never walk in the darkness and that we are the light of the world as his followers i mean no we're living in pretty, pretty dark times somebody needs your light your neighbor, your coworker, family, whoever it is, let's be that light to the world. I hope you have an amazing Christmas and an amazing new year. And in spite of circumstances, we'll remember Jesus. 
So may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you, be gracious unto you, and give you his everlasting peace and joy for his glory. Amen.